Hello. Hey. What's up? This is Hybel. We smoke the weed and talk about the Bible. Yep. And it's... This is episode 17. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is indeed. Yeah. And uh, what, are we, what are we talking about today? We're going to just conclude this portion of David. I'm just going to put a cap on it. David's going to be done. Yep. Um, yeah, but we we got uh, lots of raw garden sauce. Yes. I got, uh, we got like eight different kinds. <laughs> Let's see. My favorite right now is sour tangy. Mm-hmm. And Alicia's got some kosher chem. It is good. Yeah. All the things are good. And then again, some Corova Saturday morning cookies were really boring, but this stuff is like delicious. Yeah. It's hard to like try new things when we've already tried so many things and we finally found good many stuff. Many things. Yes. So, thank you to Sonoma Patient Group. Patient Group. Talked to some cool people there today. Excellent. Everybody's always so nice. Weed people are very nice. Yeah, I love that. It's always a pleasure and a delight. So we are getting into some David. Some more David. I just gotta... We getting into him like Jonathan got into him? Oh my. Or I guess wanted to get into him. Oh (laughs) my! Yeah, the Bible doesn't say, but we can maybe conclude some things from the text. Well, it's just, the Bible is fucked up. In your version, Jonathan got into David. <laughs> That's just all it says. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was consensual, though. <laughs> yeah. They seems, were both very into it. They seem like they really cutest, each other. Cutest couple at the high school. Yeah. So, we, I just, the Bible, I can't get over it. I keep running into things that. I hadn't thought of it a long time and remembering how I read them as a very young child and why was I reading that and why is it in the Bible? <laughs> very, very a lot of. We left off, if you remember, with Saul's son Ishbosheth. Remember, he got killed and David was mad about it because it was still. Like, Jonathan's family, and he was upset, even though, whatever. And His then, boyfriend's family yeah. betrayed him. Yeah. But he was still upset that they were killed because it was still, you know, people that were close to his, his friend. And also, we heard about Mephibosheth, who was the kid that had gotten dropped and became lame in his legs. That's right remember him yeah so we just found out that he escaped but we don't know what happens to him yet so just remember him he'll come up so we move on to second samuel chapter five david finally becomes official king guy this is it he's really doing it so basically what happens is all the elders of all the tribes of israel come to david and they basically say you know you're the one who always Led the military anyway, and God said you were going to be king, so, you know, here you go. They anoint him king over all of Israel, 
in total, including the seven and a half years. Remember, he was before he was just king of Judah, yeah. just one of the tribes. Mm-hmm. He so in addition to that time, he ruled for forty years. So he was king for a long ass time. Yeah, a few decades, long time. David takes his men to Jerusalem. He's going to go fight the Jebusites now. The Jebbies don't think David can conquer them. And they say to him, you will not get in here. Even the blind and the lame can ward you off. Ooh. That's fine words. David takes the city, of course, and starts living there. He renames it the City of David. Very nice. Yeah. Classy. I want a city. Yeah. Before it was called the Fortress of Zion. So he changed it to name it after himself. He builds up the whole area. And it says he becomes more and more powerful because the Lord God Almighty was with him. Wow. Very nice. So steroids. <laughs> more and more powerful. <laughs> so... This guy, Hiram, he's the king of Tyre, T-Y-R-E, or Tyr, I don't know. He sends men, cedar logs, carpenters, and stonemasons to David, and they build him a palace. That's nice. That's a good gift. Yeah. All the people and materials, great. Excellent. And then... (laughs) It says it's only now that David realizes that the Lord has really made him king. Did the whole being king not do it for you? Right. I'm not, I'm not sure what. <laughs> okay. So it says that David gets a bunch more wives and concubines in Jerusalem. And he has a bunch more kids, including Solomon, who we'll get back to later. Circle back. The Philistines, remember those guys? Mm-hmm. They find out that David is really king now. They set out to get him. They're not having it. David hears. I love how these people are just hearing all these yeah, things. Like, how big of an area is this? I t- it honestly seems like there. <laughs> there's just like, just n- not a lot of space between them. Right. With me saying like across this, a field. this might be very wrong, but I, I believe that I looked this up at mm-hmm. one point. And I've smoked a lot of weed since then. <laughs> but I believe that Palestine is modern day where the Philistines were from. Oh, okay. And that's okay. what the whole conflict is. Oh, right. It's just this. It's oh, been right, going right. on since the Bible times. Right. I think. But I might be super wrong. Right. As far as, like, in terms of geographically yeah. where these people yeah. were, doesn't well, think, say. That's what I'm saying is I think it's yeah. Palestine. Is, right is where is where this would be yeah it's just interesting like they're here it seems like they easily hear about things so people are back and forth between mm-hmm. these areas i guess yeah so anyway so david hears that they're looking for him the philistines and he sets out to just he's like let's do it he asks god you know should i attack them and he also asks will i succeed remember he asked that before yeah and again god's like yes just do it yes And, of course, they defeat the Philistines in this battle. And the Philistines left all their idols. So some people escaped, I guess, and they left. Or the people that died had idols that were there. Hmm. And David and his guys carry the idols off with them. So strange. So the Philistines who escaped, they come back. This time, God advises David, you gotta circle around behind him. 
and attack them in front of these poplar trees. Very specific instructions. He says, <laughs> quote, as soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move quickly, because that will mean the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army, end quote. Whoa! So God's just going to do it for him? Right, that's what it sounds like. So David obeys and the Philistines are defeated again. Nice. He didn't have to do anything. Right, it seems like it. Next chapter. Here's a real famous David story. See if I know it. Mm -hmm. This is the one where the song comes from. What song? Remember I was talking earlier? There's like a really famous gospel song that's like based based on this story. Sure. Maybe we're doing something. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we're just high. (laughs) Probably. David gets together... All the able-bodied young dudes in Israel, 30,000 guys total, to head to Baalath, B-A-A-L-A-H, sure, in Judah, to get the Ark of the Covenant. Is that where we're going to be bells? Oh, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Same thing. I've never actually seen that movie, but the really? title. Yeah. Oh, man. Classic. It. Uh, that's exactly what this I've is referencing. Yeah, so fun. Is that the same thing? <sighs> no. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a different movie. What? It's still Indiana Jones. I haven't seen any of those movies. None of them? No. Just skip the Shia LaBeouf one I did. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is a very significant and holy item that was made back in Deuteronomy. We'll get to this eventually. By Moses. So we'll talk about that. And it was made to hold the Ten Commandments. Okay. Remember those stone yes. tablets? Yep. It's a wood chest. It's covered in gold. There's two cherubim angels on the lid. God's presence theoretically resided between these two angels on the lid of this chest. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is just a thing really that the Israelites have had. It's very important. It's very important. It's very special. It's very sacred. Does this exist now? Definitely was destroyed. <laughs> they go get this ark. David wants it. He wants it. <laughs> they put it on a new cart. Gotta be new for this special sacred yeah. object. Several men around are guarding it as it's rolling along. David and all the people are celebrating with instruments and such. As the, It's like this whole progression. Yeah. Parade, if you will. At a certain point, this is a lot. <laughs> the oxen pulling the cart stumbled and a man named Uzzah reached out to keep the cart steady. But because he actually touched the ark... God got pissed and struck him dead on the spot. Whoa. Yeah. Hella fucked up. David's upset about this whole thing. Says he's angry. Isn't there like a song that says like, our God is an awesome God? Mm-hmm. That, I don't know how you could sing that and like hear these stories. Yeah, he's Just because he touched something <laughs> on accident when he was yeah. trying to help. Yeah. He deserved to die. Trying to make sure it didn't fall on the ground. He deserved to die, Alicia. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't have to convince me. <laughs> I know he did. <laughs> he deserved it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's terrible. So David's angry, and he's also 
afraid now to bring the Ark all the way back to his city. He's like, uh, I don't know if I want to yeah, keep this I'm, thing close to me. I don't want to transport this anymore. So he takes it to the house of this man named Obed-Edom, and he leaves it there for three months. It's a long time. But that name is great. The Lord blessed the hell out of this guy and Good. his whole household during this time. He's just nice. giving them blessings. Nice. And of course, <laughs> David finds out this guy is getting blessed. And he's like, all right, we got to bring this up to my house now. <laughs> but they had to be hella extra about it as they're moving. And basically, you have these guys carrying the ark. And every six steps that they took, they stopped and made a sacrifice. And I'm like, how fucking long did this take? My God. <laughs> wow. It's so much. What were they sacrificing? It doesn't say in this context, but it could be any animal. We've heard reference to many of them. Birds and cattle and all kind of livestock. Bears and lions. So many things. So, of course, again, the people are rejoicing as it's being moved and, and things. They're playing trumpets. They're shouting. David is dancing before the Lord with all his might. Ooh. In what basically amounts to undergarments. As you'll see later. Dancing and he's for the God king in his right. underwear. Michael, Saul's daughter, that's David's wife. Yes. She is watching from a window and she is not happy about what David is doing. Not pleased. I mean, it's a little weird. They get the ark to its destination where David had very kindly put up a tent to house the ark. And he makes a bunch more sacrifices to God. And then he blesses the people. He gives every person a loaf of bread and two cakes. And they all go home. He loves giving out bread. It's nice. Oprah and David would be good friends. <laughs> I love bread. <laughs> I do too, Oprah. I'm with you. David goes to his house to bless his family. Michael meets him. And she says, quote, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, going around half naked in full view of the slave girls of his servants as any vulgar fellow would. Yeah, so she was definitely pissed. <laughs> to which David replied, this is quoted so much at church. I remember. I'll, I'll point out the exact spot. Okay. It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. True. I will celebrate before the Lord. Uh, this is it. I will become even more undignified than this. And I will be humiliated in my own eyes. But by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. Because, you know, basically because he's, he's dancing for the Lord. So it's holy and it's good. So I'm like, whoa, you really lit into her on that. God chose me over yeah. your dad. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so that I will become even more undignified than this was like such a like Christianese thing to say. Oh, because I just love Jesus so much. I don't care how crazy I look. Look at David just dancing before the Lord. In his underwear. Mm-hmm. Having a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. Right after this, the chapter ends by letting us know that Michael had no children to the day of her death. 
Another one. <laughs> right? Which doesn't it seem, since it's directly following that, that that was a punishment? We should, like, figure out the count of, of, <laughs> Take a tally. of women who can have children versus cannot in the Bible right. and see what it comes there's, out to. There's also so many that, like, he flip-flops on it, so. Because it's such a... Yeah, he's a lot. Really a lot. <laughs> Next chapter. David is all settled in his palace. The Lord had given Dave victory over all the enemies, right? All around him. And he says, David says, to this prophet guy named Nathan. He's like, hey, I'm living up here in this nice cedar wood house. But the ark is out in a tent still. Like, yeah, you're the one who put it there. And Nathan basically just says, okay, just go ahead and do something about it then. Duh. But that night, God basically tells Nathan, I don't need a house. I haven't had one since the Israelites left Egypt. I've been moving around and staying in tents this whole time, and I never told anyone to build me a house. Like, God is so annoying. (laughs) But then he says, you need to report back to Dave. Let him know that I promoted him from shepherd to king and conquered all of his enemies, and I'm going to make David's name great. Like the names of the greatest men on earth, he said. Yeah, Larry David. (laughs) He'll also make a place for all of David's people to live, free from any disturbances, and without being oppressed by others. I love that God's saying this now, because remember, he kept being back and forth about whether his own people would be oppressed. Right. He said he's also going to continue to give David relief from his enemies. Just really nice things. Yeah. Just really great. God also- Why does God like David so much? He just was a man after God's own heart. Mm. That's just, that's what we get. And he was handsome. We did see that he was handsome. They said that. God also wants Nathan to let David know that after he dies, God's going to raise up his child and establish a kingdom for him. He's the one that's going to build God's house. So, like, he wants a house after all? Like, a church? I mean, essentially, it's like what it would like be like a temple, really, like a really holy one that you. Well, that's a whole other story. The way the temple is divided. Yeah. (laughs) He says this weird thing about this son of David's. He says, "God says, I will be his father, and he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with a rod wielded by men." with floggings inflicted by human hands. He also says, but my love will never be taken away from him as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Like, my God. What? Like, I'm going to have somebody beat the shit out of him. Yeah. But I'll still love him. You know. It's cool. He ends by saying David's house and kingdom will be around forever still through his son, essentially. And Nathan just reports all of these things to David. The rest of the chapter, seriously, 11 whole verses, is just David talking to God about how great he is and how great his people are. And it's just him saying nice things about God. That's it. <laughs> Didn't even bother to paraphrase it because it's all the same thing over and over. Next chapter begins listing all of the people that David have conquered. It's mostly boring, but there were some interesting tidbits okay. <laughs> about the Moabites. It says, He made them lie down on the ground and measured them off with a length of cord. 
Every two lengths of them were put to death, and the third length was allowed to live. So the Moabites became subject to the Israelites and uh, to David, and they brought him tribute. What does that mean, you guys? Tributes. He measured them out? In what way? You guys are all dead. You guys are fine. That's horrendous. <laughs> so, anyway, some other king that David defeated had a ton of chariot horses, and David hamstrung most of them. What the fuck? What does that mean? I, I'm pretty sure it means he, like, crippled them, essentially, or, like, fucked them up in some way. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know if it, hamstrung is, like, completely crippled in some way. Yeah. Manipulated them in a bad way. I do know that. <laughs> That's very not good. So still, why is he God's favorite guy? Sucks. David got a bunch of spoils, of course, from all his victories, dedicated everything to God. So it's fine. He got famous, as if he wasn't already famous for being the king. He got famous after killing 18,000 Edomite in the Valley of Salt. I like that name. I'd go there. Mm -hmm. Valley of Salt. I know I love salt. Basically... The Lord is credited with giving David all of these victories, of course. And at the end of the chapter, the names of David's officials are named. Okay. If anybody needed that. Cool. Yeah. Next chapter, David's feeling generous. He asks if any of Jonathan's family are still alive. He wants to show them some kindness. Because, you know, that's his boy. Mm -hmm. He finds out about Mephibosheth, sends for him. When he arrives... David tells him that he's going to give back all of Saul's land to him, and he will always be welcome at David's table. Mephibosheth. That is nice, considering that the dude tried to kill him many times. Mm -hmm. Mephibosheth says, this is a lot, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? Whoa. Zero self-esteem. This guy. That's rough. David also tells Saul's servant Ziba that he, his sons, and his servants will be responsible for, we'll call them Phibbies, (laughs) Phibbies land. (laughs) Good call, since Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Wow. It's a lot of people to be working that land. Anyway, Ziba agrees to this and it's all great. The last verse of the chapter reminds us for like the fourth time that Phoebe is lame. Like it just <laughs> keeps telling us. Like, if you forgot, he can't walk. <laughs> Next chapter. Weird story. David finds out that the king of Ammon died and sends servants to comfort the king's son, Hanun, who's the new king, of course. He feels that the king of Ammon was kind to him in his life, so he wants to be kind in return. The princes of Amman tell Hanun that Dave's got ulterior motives. He just wants to spy on the city so that he can overthrow it. Hanun takes David's servants, quote, quote, shaved off half of their beards, cut off their garments in the middle at their buttocks, and sent them away. What? I don't know. I'm taking your beard and your pants? Yeah. I, th- I found that was weird. David finds out about this, obviously, because they're like across a field from each other. How embarrassing. And the men, of course, are ashamed, right, about what happened. David tells them 
go wait in Jericho until your beards grow back and then go out, go back out there again. <laughs> but like, couldn't he just send other guys? Right. You need to like wait for their beards to grow back and send this. It's important that they do it. The Ammonites know that David is pissed, so they get their men prepared for battle. David hears about this preparation. He sends Joab and all the army of the mighty men. Doesn't say like who the mighty men are, but they're mighty. They're ready to meet each other in battle. There's some discussion between Joab and his brother about strategy. It's like so random. Joab and his guys go up against the Syrians, who the Ammonites had hired, it says, to fight for them. So Mm. they paid some extra soldiers. The Syrians, though, they just run away. When the Ammonites see the Syrians running, they also go back to their city. And Joab and his men just go home. Like, okay, bye then. The Syrians regroup. They add more men to their forces. David and his men meet them for battle again. The Syrians run away again. David kills 700 charioteers, 40,000 horsemen, and the Syrian commander. It says David. I don't know if that is supposed to mean he and his men. Yeah. But it just says David, so. Swinging that bone around again. <laughs> was that him? That was uh, Samson. Oh. The okay. donkey jaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the kings find out about this defeat, they make a truce. <laughs> like, okay, fine. They make a truce with Israel. They serve them. And they're too scared to ever work with the Ammonites again. Not interested. Chapter 11. Here's the big scandal of the Old Testament. One of. Can't wait. Actually, a couple. In the spring, while all the kings were at battle... So it it seems to imply that there's a certain season for battle. In the spring, we go to battle. David stayed in Jerusalem during this time. He was chilling. (laughs) One night he gets out of bed. He takes a stroll on the palace roof. He sees a real hot lady bathing. Ooh. Remember that song? Yeah. Saw her bathing on the roof. That's it. That's the one. Yes. He asks around to find out who she is. Finds out that she's Bathsheba. She's got a husband, Uriah. David sent his mend. Mend? (laughs) Sent his mend? (laughs) Sent his men to bring her to him, and he has sex with her. I don't care that you have a husband or that I have a wife Mm -hmm. and other wives. (laughs) But it says that he lay with her, quote, for she was cleansed from her impurity. But I don't... How? What was her impurity? I don't know. And how is it? Was cleansed by having sex with him? Or yeah, it's, it's, she did something to it seems purify like anything, herself before? That seems like, like the opposite of what Christians believe. Yeah, I'm not sure what by, this means. You know, adultery and stuff. Not sure. She goes home after they have sex, and she eventually finds out she's pregnant. And she lets David know. David sends for her husband, Uriah, and asked him how the people are doing and how the war is going, because he's a soldier guy. How's your wife doing? <laughs> Uriah, oh, he tells Uriah, go home and wash your feet. Uriah leaves, and David sends a gift of food after him. But Uriah sleeps at the door of the palace with the servants, instead of going home. When David finds out about this, he's like, uh, why didn't you go home? You just came from a long journey, you know, from the mm-hmm. battle. And Uriah basically says... I didn't want to have the luxury of going home to eat and fuck my wife while the Ark of God is in a tent 
And Joab and his guys are sleeping outside and shit. He's like, oh, I'm so noble. I don't want to uh, just have this nice thing. How dare I? So like, what a weird response. You don't want to go home to your right. wife. David tells him to stay in Jerusalem for a couple more days. And then he calls him back and gives him food and gets him drunk. A lot of people getting other people drunk yeah. in the Bible. But Uriah stayed with the servants again that night. I'm like, why does he even say he get him, got him drunk? There's like no permit. Mm-hmm. David then writes a letter to Joab. This is crazy. How does Uriah deliver it to Joab? The letter says, send Uriah to the front of the battle, leave him there, and let him get killed. What? That's what he tells Joab to do. And he has Uriah said, give him that letter. Wait, who's Joab again? He's the, like, an army commander guy. Okay. So I'm like, that's rude that you had him deliver that letter. That basically is ordering yeah. him to be killed. It's kind of shitty. Rude. Joab does as he's told. Uriah gets fucking killed. But also some of David's other men get killed in this little skirmish that they have. How nice would that be? Like, um, King, and I want your wife, so I'm just going to have you killed. Yeah. Doing Done. your job so it doesn't look like it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Joab sends a messenger to tell David about the battle, instructs him, I found this interesting, that if David is angry about the news of his other dead men, just be sure to emphasize the point that Uriah is also dead. Hey, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Like, Uriah is dead. That's what you wanted. So I did that for you. Servant goes and tells David the battle news. He ends with the part about Uriah being dead. David s- says... Report back to Joab. Let him know to try overthrowing the city again. Like, okay, you just really moved on quickly. Like, you really just had a whole, like, little battle. Got other people killed just to kill this guy, essentially, is what you're saying. Fucking rude. When Bathsheba finds out her husband is dead, she mourns for him. When she, It doesn't say how long. But it says when she's done mourning. Seems like a period of time. Yeah. Dave, David brings her to his house and makes her his wife, of course. And she gives birth to a son. But God is displeased with what David did. Which is interesting because he's condoned a, lo- a lot worse yeah. things. Con- did I say that? Condoned? Yes. Okay. I think you said condone. <laughs> condoned. Condoned. Weeds working. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter 12. God sends... Nathan, remember that prophet? Mm -hmm. And Nathan tells David a little parable. Two men in a city, one rich, one poor. Remember, he's talking to David. Just Mm -hmm. comes to David's house and says this. Imagine. (laughs) The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds. The poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished. And it grew up together with him and with his children. It ate of his own food and drank from his own cup and lay in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man, who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one for the wayfaring man who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come. So this rich guy... Just jacked this lamb from this poor guy's family and hell? gave it to this beggar. Why? Very rude. So listen. <laughs> David is pissed. He's like, whoever did this is gonna die. And Nathan goes, it's you, bitch. 
oh shit tells him god's message that's basically i made you king i saved you from saul i give you a house and wives and if that wasn't enough i would have given you a bunch more shit why you gotta do some shit like this you killed a man to steal his wife and because of this there's gonna be lots of violence in your house oh no I'm going to cause your own family to fight you and I'm going to take your wives and give them to other dudes and they're going to fuck in broad daylight is basically what he says. You were doing your shit in secret, but I don't got to hide my shit from no one. God, it goes off on David. He's not happy through Nathan, but yeah, David admits that he sinned. Like, well, duh, you can't deny it at that point. God's pissed at you. Nathan says, don't worry, you're not going to (laughs) die. But since you gave your enemies a reason to shit on God, you know, I guess, hey, your dude sucks, I guess is what the enemies would say. Your child's going to die. That's what he says to David. And then Nathan just pieces out. He's like, bye. So David's son, the one Bathsheba just had, gets real sick. And David is fasting and praying on the ground all night. The elders try to get him up, but he refuses their help and he's not eating. After a week, the child dies. But the servants are too scared to tell David because they think he'll freak out. Seems like he already kind of is. David hears all the servants whispering about it, so they were not trying that hard to keep it a secret. They're just talking right in front of him. And he asks them straight up. And they are like, okay, yes, he's... So David finally gets himself up. He cleans and anoints himself. I don't know what that means. He changes his clothes. He goes to the temple to worship. When he gets home, he eats. Servants are like, what the fuck? You were fasting and praying while your kid was alive, but now you're just eating and you're cool. And David's like, yeah, when he was still here, I was doing that because I thought God might spare him. But now that he's dead, what's the point? He's not going to come back. Yeah, makes sense. Anyway, David goes to comfort Bathsheba and they fuck. And she ends up pregnant with Solomon. Who the Lord loved, it says. Not sure why he's all good with their kids now. But whatever. God is hella wishy-washy, right? We're gonna end there. We're not gonna continue David right now. There's too much. I thought that it was like... I thought when it was looking like last week or the last time we did it. I thought I saw that he died in this chapter. David. Shit. Like when it finally happened. But I guess it happens way later. But there's so much, David, and I want to go to something else. I would think that that would be the end. God just right. hates him. That's no, there's it. like, I remember like after this, like we'll come back to David for sure because there's a bunch more crazy shit that happens. Yeah. Like he has, he has like a kid that fucks another one of his kids. Ooh, yeah. Gross. It's bad. So there's a lot of bad things. But I think because we end with Solomon, we, I remember I told you about Song of Song of Songs? Yeah, yeah. That's, like, all, like, poetry about boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait. I kind of want to do that, because it sounds fun. <laughs> it's a, yeah, you were going to be really descriptive. Yeah, it's a lot of very weird descriptions. Oh, okay, never mind. They're funny, though. Like, I, you're going to laugh at them. Yeah, and then I think I mentioned maybe John the Baptist soon. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Jump over the New Testament for a minute. Yeah. So... So many possibilities. The Bible is full of... Whoa! (laughs) It's crazy. Um, But yeah, any further questions or... No. (laughs) 
comment. Yeah. David is just a shithead like all the rest of these guys. Yeah. That's really much. what I draw from all this. Like, it's, like, he tries to do some nice things, but it's, like, overshadowed because it's, like, you killed a dude to marry his wife. Yeah, I'm still waiting for somebody in the Bible that doesn't suck. Yeah, so find us on the social medias. Mm-hmm. Bible podcast, Bible podcast. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>